Okay. Um, uh, hello, everybody listening. Uh, this is uh, Talk Film Society Editor-in-Chief uh, Marcelo Pico here. Um, I just wanted to bring the Stephen Destroy boys in here. Uh, Dylan, James, hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Um, well, could you uh, introduce yourselves just so people know which voice is which, in case this is their first episode? Uh, James? I'm, I'm James. Okay. Dylan? And I, I'm Dylan. Okay. Um, now, we don't normally do these intros unless something has gone terribly wrong uh, with the episode that people are about to hear. Um, and something has gone wrong with the episode you're about to hear, folks. And uh, what, what, what can we say, uh, James and Dylan? I mean, uh, uh, where, where do we even begin with uh, episode 29, Flight of Fury? Um, who wants to go first? We're saw we. Saw we. <laughs> now wait. Saw we. Okay. Saw Listen. We. <laughs> I, I appreciate that up front, but I want you to first say why you're sorry. Okay. I want to know why. Oh. Okay. Uh, James, why don't you go first? Why are you sorry? Yeah, James, why are you sorry? I'm Dylan, sorry. we'll get to you. I, I don't. My audio is bad, and a lot of it is just missing. And I'm sorry to Dylan, because he'll have to edit the episode for real this time. And I'm sorry to Marcelo, because we kept telling him it was ready, and it wasn't. Okay, okay. And I'm... <clears throat> Dylan, I'm go sorry. ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry um, for the previous 28 episodes for how little I edit them. And uh, <laughs> for thereby not catching uh, any of the audio dropping out besides the, the one that dropped out within the first 30 or 40 seconds of the episode. Right. Now, uh, I do uh, do quality control for these episodes. I try to do my best, and I know there must be times when I miss things, but uh, I don't know. I still try to do my best, and this past episode, um, first episode you guys sent over, I was like, yes, another Stephen Destroy, finally, in my hands. I can't wait for everybody to listen to this. I can't wait to skim through this episode and listen to the funny parts before anybody else. And what happens when I skim through this episode? These gaps, boys. These editing errors that I, I caught on to pretty quick. Because when I scroll through the episode and see it, you know, at large, I see gaps. You can see these gaps. Like 30-second gaps uh, in that first file. And then I send it back to you guys. You sent me another version with gaps still. So, uh, I mean, at this point, it's it's over a week late. Um uh, th- I mean, th- this looks bad on me, guys. I mean, me, editor in chief of Talk Film <laughs> Society. Uh, again, you take I do the quality control. I want quality in each and every podcast episode. I'm furious right now. I'm furious as a as a as a host. As a, a, I I don't even know what to say. I have a problem. Me as a person. Steven started ad libbing. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. Welcome back to Steven Destroy. It's a podcast. We're watching every Steven Seagal movie. I'm James. I'm Dylan. It's Flight of Fury from 2007. Dylan. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm not. I'm not feeling so hot really? about this one today. <laughs> really. Um. I I'm really not feeling it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's just get it out in the open here. I don't know how you felt about uh, 2007's Flight of Fury, the last of the the three in a row movies, Michael Kush. Kish. Kush. You know, it really shows the amount of effort <laughs> and preparation we put into this show that in three weeks, I have not once bothered to look up how to pronounce this man's name. I don't even, I don't know what he looks like. If I, if you showed me 10 people and told me they were all Michael Kush, I'd believe you every time. It is also the last movie that Steven wrote with Joe Halpin. Yeah. Um, the dynamic Joe Halpin. Duo. Yeah, I don't know how much we've actually talked about him because he is so enigmatic and has worked with Steven so much, it's kind of exhausting to just look at the filmography. Um, But he's worked with Steven a lot. We got Into the Sun, Mercenary for Justice, of course, Shadow Man and Attack Force. Um, He will continue as a producer for a while, Um, but this was the last one he got a screenwriting credit for. So it's really the end of an era the the halpin era yeah um i god i hated this movie so much dylan there are large and i mean large just swaths of scenes and dialogue and pictures that make up a film that mattered nothing they mean nothing to me from this movie like there are large chunks of this movie that I I can't quite say I watched. My eyes were oh, on them. I I completely agree. Yeah. I I almost don't feel comfortable saying I watched this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um I I almost feel like this counts as the first one I did not watch. <laughs> yeah. Um I try and take pretty extensive notes. Yep. Um there's a I try and take pretty extensive notes just so that way, you know, I can walk us through the movie, you know, mm-hmm. and do like the thing that we supposedly do on this show. I, I took barely over a page of notes for this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I feel like everything's working against this movie today. It's just, it's the middle of the day. I can't stress enough <laughs> how big of an effect I feel that this has on my mood towards watching this movie for some reason today. Like I started watching this movie at like 10 AM or like 11 AM. And that's yeah. just a horrifying time to watch a Steven this Seagal is, movie. This is like some of the earliest we've ever done this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, and it's just like 2 PM for us. <laughs> yeah. But like, for for some reason there just feels like I, like I don't know I feel like when it I have a whole day minute. it was very last minute we weren't sure if we were going to get it in yeah but, and I think that adds are. part of it too is there's not like I don't know time to like really prepare yourself emotionally at least I didn't like I wasn't like um, I don't know I, I, I will like plan my weekends around when I have to watch the Steven Seagal movie yeah. and try and figure out where to like schedule it into my life to have the least negative effect Mm -hmm. and i was not able to do this today i also basically you wake up it was like wake and bake steven seagal time (laughs) yeah yeah this this felt like day drinking completely by yourself (laughs) it felt like day drinking but like to it, it felt like you woke up with a horrible hangover and then you're just day drinking because you don't know how else to fight the hangover yeah i 
I I think this is the worst movie that we have seen so far, and it almost feels like it's not the movie's fault because just such absolute nothing happens in it. The movie is such an absolute void of anything that it's almost just like not even the movie's fault. It's just by default, it has to be the worst. Yeah, and and just to to really like put the nail on the in the coffin here on like what a shit day this is to be doing Stephen <laughs> Destroy like up in in Massachusetts today it is like sleeting and it's nasty outside and like I want to be like asleep it's also my finals week right now for my last ever <laughs> semester at college for my entire life um so like this movie was fucked from the get go um, I, I think there's no time we could have watched Flight of Fury <laughs> and had it been okay. This yeah. absolutely fucking sucks. This movie, I think, oh, so bad. Like, like it just totally sucks. <laughs> Even for Steven, he is like absent. I think you, you could realistically watch this movie and literally count the number of lines uh, he actually delivers. Yep. Like without it being a massive undertaking. You could do a drinking game where you drank every time Steven actually said a line and drive after. Yeah. It's, um... And, and, and the movie is so simple, but they manage to throw in a bunch of nonsense that m- tries to make you think you don't know what's going on, but you do. Yeah. It... it so the the question that I like was kind of thinking about was if we would be better off having a guest for this one or if we're better off not. I almost think better um, off not. Instinctively. I, I kind of Yeah. I kind of agree because I think that like we would be severely floundering trying to bring somebody else into this. I tried so hard to make up a game. I was like I have no idea what we are going to be doing for this episode. <laughs> Because I don't know if I could talk about Flight of Fury for 15. I don't either. Like, I was looking at, at, at my notes, because, again, we, we, you, we, you you briefly touched on the notes. I barely took any either. I mean, I wrote this on my computer, but, like, I mean, this is probably a page and a half of written notes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, well, here here's Flight of Fury for you, right? Mm-hmm. The military has developed an air, an aircraft that an can, airplane. <laughs> that, that can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. in the sky and uh somebody within the military went rogue and stole it and is planning to drop some chemical weapons on the united states of america and europe and yes um and that's the whole movie and steven has to stop has to stop them um and so this sounds like to me i don't know about you james barrett or the listener at home this sounded to me like the first act of the movie this like because they get Stephen his team together to stop this about fifteen minutes in, and so I was like, well, surely there's going to be some sort of a turn somewhere, where, like, all right, they've they've stopped it, but oh, there was a there was another wrinkle in the plan. There was something we didn't know about, but no, this is the whole plan, and this is the whole movie, and they somehow stretch it out to an hour and thirty five minutes. This is this is the longest movie we have watched in I think months. Yeah, it is a, almost a hundred minutes. It is a, 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 literally it's hour thirty nine. Yeah. Um, How? The, the longest one we have watched so far, and it, it, I, it's like a, a weird sort of black hole where it it does feel like in hindsight 
like it was like 40 minutes because nothing happened and there's just like i can't physically fit in my brain how such little like such few events made up that long a film Mm -hmm. but it also felt like it took hours to watch yeah um i had to i had to rewatch the first six minutes of the movie um because i had some screw-ups with my my file of uh of this film but um so it felt even a little longer (laughs) for me yeah well i actually tried to watch this movie last night and i got five minutes in if even it was just like i can't i can't do this right now because it starts like at a 10 yep like it, it very few of these movies um really throw you in yeah and this like this i mean drops you in immediately and at the time i was like well i guess this is like a credit to this movie yeah you know that it's not like super slow that it's like like it knows why you're here let's just get to it yeah but i was also like this is way too much too fast i i can't watch this movie right now i just can't do it um i we i will at least go through those opening minutes because it is just like within five minutes a lot of stuff is established yep um steven's in jail Mm -hmm. thank god and he's gonna get his mind wiped yeah he's gonna get his memory erased Mm mm-hmm he is broken out by some people we never see again. Yep. Have no idea who they are, why they broke him out. He does some very uh, violent murders to these people who were just doing their jobs, which I guess, to be fair, their, their job was <laughs> mind-wiping a prisoner. But he brutally murders them, makes his escape, uh, crawls under a van and clings to the bottom of the van. Yep. And then as the van drives away, Steven has somehow Spider-Maned his way back onto the top. Um, an objectively worse hiding place. Yeah. And that 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 was what I watched. I was just like, I can't, I can't do this right now. Yeah. I I can't. Mainly because I expected it to be like super convoluted. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, if this movie is already throwing this much stuff at us, then there there can only be like even more stuff i'm gonna have to try and decipher which is kind of true it definitely still follows uh olmk's kind of formula of having scenes where people very blatantly just summarize the movie and i i was Um, more so even in the last two weeks genuinely thankful for that scene today because like as i tuned out for five 10 minutes at a time yeah i needed to make sure that i still knew what was going on and that scene was like a pat on the back it was like no truly nothing has happened you're fine yeah well so much of this movie is just dialogue um it has like the same structure of like the under sieges where there's like the action and then we'll cut back a lot to um and they're admirals here too i believe yeah um yeah, so it'll cut back to these admirals kind of summarizing the movie <laughs> for us. But the dialogue is so fucking bad. Awful. Um, some some dialogue that I've written down. Yeah. To just kind of read through from some of these. Uh... A dramatic reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's Steven. Well, okay. So Steven, you know, let's, let's walk through it a little bit. Because I will say the first, like, 
little bit there's some stuff in there that i wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. um we go through this whole thing about the their their fancy jet that they want to make sure goes invisible whatever but then when we reunited with steven after his prison break he's in a store and witnesses a robbery and (laughs) um you know he's going back to his classic roots doing one of his old school moves uh, absolutely trashes this store does not save the man <laughs> whose store is being robbed lets him get murdered yeah um, and then just totally brutalizes these criminals um and, and he gets arrested because the police show up and of course everyone around steven is dead uh, one man has a knife in his neck yeah and uh so of course he's arrested and there's a scene where the cops are like, well, clearly it was self-defense because they reviewed the tapes, which uh, I have to say, during the scene, Steven does like this thing where he like taunts one of the criminals by like doing a bunch of knife tricks before he throws the knife into this man's neck. Yeah. is a hundred percent like, <laughs> I don't know what this man's like plan was. Yeah. But he is taunting this person before he kills him. Clearly this was on purpose. Something something's up here, but regardless, he's he's he knows it was self defense, but he's still very suspicious of Stephen and wants to know who Stephen is and what his shadowy past is. And at the very end of this scene, there is a a, a great moment, uh, where like the scene is over, and just this dude comes into frame, <laughs> and it's like your coffee, sir. And the the cop goes, I don't drink coffee, and that's it. That's how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty great the shining light in flight of fury yeah god i okay yeah all that to say that they they give the tape to the feds and then of course what it turns out is steven is steven seagal yeah every character he's ever played and they were trying to wipe his mind because he knows too much from all of his powerful covert missions yeah um and it's just bizarre too like the way that the (laughs) The way that the police handle him is 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 so strange too, because like Stephen has escaped from prison, mm-hmm. and so that was my first thought. I was like, oh well, maybe that's why Stephen's been arrested and being interrogated as a criminal. And I guess yeah, it does look like he just fucking murdered everybody in there. And and because it's a Steven Seagal movie, I'm like Stephen brained, and I didn't even like think of that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like, why are they, why are they being so mean I to him? I didn't even think about how he escaped from prison. I like all, that was already gone yeah. from my brain that part. So I, it didn't even occur to me that they might be holding him because he was a fugitive. Yeah, but they have no idea about that. That's um, true because they can't get prints on him. They say, and because it doesn't matter. Yeah, and again, him him escaping from prison means no, well, it doesn't mean totally nothing in the movie. I guess uh, the. The bartering that he does with the the Air Force in this movie. Yeah, but it's it. I mean, yes, technically, because they're like um, steal back our plane and we'll forget that. I don't know. We won't wipe your memory. Yeah, we'll forget <laughs> that you like, escaped. We'll wipe our memory. Yeah, but you could just like have Steven fucking like you could just I don't know. You could just start the movie with Steven in jail, about to get his mind wiped, and then the admiral comes to him. Yeah, very easily. Um, but yeah, I mean that's like the movie. And there's this scene where the admiral explains in intense detail 
and I'm sure none of it is scientifically accurate. I'm sure that if you knew anything about like fighter jets, that all this dialogue would be just gibberish. Yeah. Um, but he, he explains in extensive detail how these jets work and how they're able to go invisible. And Steven, Steven's just like, that's amazing. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God. Well, and this scene's, and, this scene's amazing too. This is where they introduce the concept of, of Janik, right? Yes. Janik. And, and really actually, before we go through this, I do want to say, uh, flight of fury it has apparently been discovered to be a unofficial remake of a 1998 film black thunder oh and when they say unofficial remake it basically means that they just like plagiarized black thunder um supposedly like scenes are identical uh the the basic plot according to wikipedia is that uh the story follows vince and janik as they are sent to retrieve a newly developed american stealth plane stolen by libyan terrorists unbelievable um it's in afghanistan in this movie but the name janik is the same the uh it's a smoking gun the bad guy there and there's a couple bad guys and i honestly could not tell really who anybody was except for one dude who is captain ratcher yep who evidently steven trained and has a past with which i'll get into in a second but uh in black thunder the guy's name is captain rather oh my god uh general barnes like it's it's blatant they just straight up just remade this movie um see this this is why i think above the law 2 might get made steven's just gonna do it (laughs) he'll just do it i maybe (laughs) i don't know man god this this fucking movie well Uh, did you know that steven and ratcher go way back yeah so that was what i was gonna get into yeah was um we gotta do our best here he says the that bro's like i'm gonna do my dramatic reading yes he explains ratcher stole the plane and is probably gonna sell it to some terrorists and he says i know you two go back a long way together steven says well as you know him and i go way back i trained him the guy just says yes <laughs> and he also says that steven's like the second best stealth pilot ne- or no jan no <laughs> ratcher ratcher is oh god this fucking movie yeah, ratcher is second ratcher only is to steve only to steve of course steven's the best stealth pilot in this entire movie and i did think that it was going to be like the entire movie it was just going to be steven in a plane because what they would be able to do then was not have steven in the movie at all yeah it would have been just a a body double sitting down with the mask on so you wouldn't even see his face and then some other dude dubbing the lines and i was going to scream yeah I was going to lose my mind. And they do it a couple times. I mean, the climax of the movie, Steven is not, Steven did not shoot a second, a frame of. Yeah. Um, the guys, the Admiral's like, you've got to get in there and you've got to get that plane back. And Steven just responds, hell yeah. Yeah, I loved that. The hell yeah is great. He's so enthusiastic too. He's like, hell yeah. yeah. It's the most yeah. he's ever emoted. I... Um, yeah, that scene is... Uh, that scene's a fever dream. I I can't I can't do it. <laughs> and you know another thing about Flight of Fury huh. um, is that it has a, a very a, a pretty dark Steven Seagal story behind it as well. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. Where, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like, like, there's nothing redeemable. I think if there was a gun to my head, I could not think of something about Flight of Fury that I, like, could say positive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the woman... Sierra Payton, the actress who plays Steven's, I guess, love interest. Kind of. I think she like kisses him on the cheek once and they when, hug. When they're reunited, it's implied. She does call him babe like once or twice. And he says something very uncomfortable to her. Like, I wish we could be having some kind of fun right now. Well, I think the first time I think the first time he sees her, uh, he of course sneaks up on her while she was in her underwear and um, says, well, uh, <laughs> and says, uh, still looking fine or something yeah. like that it's yeah pretty bad well so the whole thing is that's uh, originally she was supposed to be completely nude in mm-hmm. that scene wow and uh just was not told of that until like i guess she'd been cast and was like already shooting that she got like the full script of the movie and she was supposed to be naked there i was like hey i'm not comfortable doing this and i i don't have the stomach or the brain i'm already like on the verge of screaming or just throwing like a straight up fit and just being like, Dylan, <laughs> this is the shortest episode, Steven destroy history. We're done. Yeah. Um, I, I will be back next week, but I cannot do this right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to do that. Likely bring myself to like go into specifics, but basically Steven and a group of like all, of course the dudes who were making this movie, like got her in a room and were just like, why won't you, <laughs> you're not even going to show your tits. <laughs> Uh, well and yeah well oh yeah mm-hmm. well well and let's 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 talk about this scene i also do want to just address really quickly that this woman was 18 years old playing steven seagal's love interest in 2007 and and so this scene that we're referring to here um i can only compare its discomfort um to a movie that's supposed to be uncomfortable um like i can i i I um (laughs) it's like um it's it's i won't spoil anything because i don't like spoiling good movies on this podcast um but it reminds me of a certain scene in in blue velvet um (laughs) because what happens is that the feds or or not the feds the bad guys (laughs) the terrorists come and find steven Uh uh or they find the woman because they uh suspect that she'll know where Steven is. Um, and so one of the bad guys is a bad girl, a bad lady. (laughs) And, uh, bad girl. (laughs) And, um, this just turns into like a sex scene between Steven's love interest and the, the bad guy lady. Yeah. And it's all a ploy. Yeah, she like seduces the 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 bad woman, yeah, <laughs> the naughty woman, <laughs> to because uh, honestly, I don't really know like why she just comes in looking for Steven, and Steven's love interest is like, well, I know how to get her out of here, and just like kind of immediately starts seducing her, um, taking her clothes off. Yes, it's um, very uncomfortable. One because this actress was already uncomfortable doing it (laughs) and the scene as it was shot already feeling very uncomfortable and wildly exploitative was the like quote-unquote compromise (laughs) solution 
because uh, she's allowed to wear a nightgown. Well, and and Steven's just in the closet watching, yes. and they show him, and he, again, I, I don't, it looks like that scene in Blue Velvet, but it, he looks like fucking Michael Myers or something. Yes, I actually, I literally, I wrote in my notes that he looks like Michael Myers. Yeah. It is 100%. <laughs> Uh, Michael Myers watching some kids, like some teenagers, have sex, and he's then gonna come murder. It has yeah. the like exact same vibe. Um, I haven't seen Blue Velvet in years. Um, kind of feel like I know what you're talking about, but just in general, as having seen Blue Velvet and the just general vibe <laughs> of the movie, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah, Um, it is. I I would feel comfortable saying the mo- easily the most like unnecessary exploitative. Uh, just like usage of titillating sex in any of these movies we've seen so far. Yeah, this um, scene this scene was sincerely unforgivable. This like, was a nightmare of a even, scene. Even compared to, to like stuff where um like even last week, right? Where or maybe it was Shadow Man. But like stuff where Steven that scene where Steven's in his office and that woman that we never see before or again just like takes off her clothes and is just like, "Come on, Steve." Yeah, <laughs> or or scene. again, like later in Shadow Man, where the fucking British lady and him are having like a heart to heart, and she just takes her shirt off for no fucking reason, and just yeah. gi- and just gives Stephen a hug. Now, granted, she she didn't have to get completely naked, but I'm sure that that was the compromise. Uh, You're pro- almost certainly right, and I mean, they, like they do that scene where women are actually topless in so many of these movies. It is ridiculous but but this one is like i (laughs) i think this movie and of course there's some like actual backstory behind it as well um which really lends itself to to this but i think this movie is the first time watching one of these where i really felt like steven belongs in prison (laughs) for the actual film itself not the behind the scenes stuff like this felt like something that i should not be having to watch yeah it was and it's and there's nothing there's nothing like artistic about it either like and and like that's that's the that's like the the final nail in the coffin sin like you know sometimes movies are made to make you feel uncomfortable and you can you can say whether or not you enjoy that or not but like this is uncomfortable because of every context of it yes it's there just to be there yeah we're like making (laughs) we're breaking uh world records here by being the first person to compare a steven seagal movie to blue velvet (laughs) to compare it to a fucking david lynch movie (laughs) yeah actually i think we have done that several times on this podcast yeah if not that's something we should do more Um, no i i i I know that um i know we have i think we've done it with twin peaks though (laughs) oh have we i I actually forgot that but no this is definitely not the first time we've compared it to (laughs) david lynch but it's i think for blue velvet it's a first but it like that's a great pull that is a great comparison mm-hmm. and like obviously blue velvet is supposed to make you uncomfortable yeah. and like that is like the point of the movie yep but here there's just no question that we are just not the people that that scene was made for that mm-hmm. it was made for like gross horny uncles <laughs> that aren't invited to thanksgiving yeah like it it, it oh my god it, it really did make me feel like i was just watching porn yeah it it really did. It was almost almost like unlike 
most sex scenes I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, it's terrible. It's it, it's it's real bad. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> because and again, it's like how many I, I just. How many like non horror movies can you think of where like two non central characters have a completely meaningless sex scene that is to like get the other one to stop interrogating them for a minute? Like it's just I- I've never heard it, of anything no, like yeah, this before. <laughs> no, it's like very creepy. That's true too, because even in the world of the movie, her motivation is just like to save her own life. Yeah. It's just and, unbelievable. And if it were like um if it were a dude that she was seducing, it would be like almost equally uncomfortable. But it would at least feel like um I would at least be able to be like, I guess this is supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like that's like I like putting your mind in Steven or Joe Halpin or Michael Cush or any of these dudes. You know, like, you could see why, if if it were, like, a dude she was seducing, even they would feel like this is uncomfortable, you know? And it would be, like, still titillating, but it would be, like, supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But the way it is shot, and the fact that it is two women, and the fact that they are just, like, both acting so immediately into it out of nowhere, yep. again, like a porn... <laughs> Yeah. Uh just makes it feel so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I, I I truly cannot recommend enough never watching this scene I would, uh, or this movie. <laughs> I I really believe this is the worst thing that we've had to watch <laughs> and I am like upset that we had to watch it and feel like we should have there's no way for us to have known. <laughs> Yeah, but we should have started with a clause that we were not going to watch Flight of Fury. <laughs> yeah, it that is, should have been written into the contract. Like this is the movie right here where the next time Marcelo tries to hit us with a gotcha and and try to get us to commit to doing this again for a year, uh, this is the movie. This is the line in the sand. It's like I can't do it. Oh, be- I because would, this movie is involved. I not. I almost skipped through. <laughs> that scene actually um <laughs> when when it cuts to steven watching from the shadows i literally was like moments away to from just fast forwarding uh i almost i kind of just felt like you know technically i need to watch the movies but like <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah um so yeah that's that scene we i there's uh, i mean unless you've got any new perspectives no, would, the, the I, sooner we get away from it the better it's just the only thing that you can like really talk about because it's the only thing that elicit- elicited a genuine emotion. Yeah. Um, and so the rest of the movie is completely fucking useless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get one scene in which uh, the bad guys explain that um, they're going to blow up these uh, biological chemical bombs that they have. Um, and one of them, I I just loved the way he said it. He's like, Hey, I've got one for Europe and one for the United States of America. Like, thanks for saying it all the way out for us. Um, and a stealth plane to fly undetected. Yeah. So, uh, that was the scene where they described the entire movie to us. Uh Um, and then, so Steven, Steven, um, says motherfucker in this movie, but I, I want to 
discuss with you whether or not it counts. Okay, I literally don't remember this. Well, Stephen comes into a room and calls somebody a motherfucker, but his uh, his voice dub says it. Oh. So does it count? I guess Stephen um, mouthed it, so it probably counts. He probably said it. He just yeah. said it too quietly for anyone to hear. <laughs> Which is incredibly funny to me. Um, like, when in a movie are you going to say motherfucker so quietly that nobody can hear it? Yeah, he was too nervous. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have to, uh, uh, do, I have to say what? <laughs> Mother what? Uh, um, uh, so. <laughs> Excuse me, motherfucker. Um, Mr. Quish, um, can it I says- please, can I please not say motherfucker today? <laughs> and Michael Quish said, you're not even gonna say fuck. Um, that's why Steven was so, uh, horrifically nightmarishly creepy to that poor woman when she didn't want to be naked is because he'd already been forced to say fuck. Yeah, he's like, well, I have to, you too. Um, God. Watch anyway. that man into space. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Um, and so, towards the very end of the movie, I'm really just skipping to my favorite parts. You can do anything here in a second. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. We absolutely 100% need a Hubie Halloween this week. So, to to finish it off, yeah, to, to put <laughs> to put the final nail. Uh, granted, this thing didn't need another nail. The final nail in the coffin was a sex scene. But this is like if we had already had the final nail in the coffin and then we just took a nail gun and like nail gunned our name into it. Um, nail gun my fucking dome. <laughs> yeah. Th- this would be the scene for me because we get, um, uh, what's his name again? Steven. Ratcher? Thatcher? The bad guy is, is Ratcher. Ratcher. So... We get to Ratcher's motivations for doing his crimes, which is money. He wants to he wants to make some money. Yeah. And um, and so uh, the other guy, Janik, mm-hmm. uh, finds him and interrogates him, and he's like, "Why are you doing this, man? This is the, why why are you doing it?" And he's like, "Money, man. That's the American way. The American way is not freedom. It's money." And he's just like, "But but but that's not how it works, and you know it." And um, it feels like um, it feels like something that like your racist aunt would like share on Facebook <laughs> about like the American way or about like uh, you know these uh, treasonous uh, antifa people or something like that. It's like I, I I don't know. It just it seems so like they had. It's not quite like. Um, uh, what's the mark for death where it was like oh they came close they don't really come close here but they do kind of flirt with like a conversation for a second where it's like hmm, you know maybe he has a point you know maybe they could say something about like american imperialism or something and i know i know that's not gonna happen but like the fact that they like brush up against it for a second and he's just like well you know the military does these things you know and it's like what's you know what's in it for me why maybe i should just get paid you know <clears throat> And, uh, I, I think, you know, certainly he was about to drop chemical bombs on people, so he's not right. But you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, yeah. a moment where, like, a well, conversation could happen, where, like, a, a bit of depth could be added to this plot, feel, to this movie. I feel like when that, like, like with Mark for Death, Mark for Death was enough of a movie mm-hmm. to where, like, I think you could say when it kind of almost brushes up on, on something, like, real, that was much more intentional. But at this stage of Seagal <laughs> and Joe Halpin, it really, it just feels like the, like... If, 
put, like put monkeys in a room, they're gonna write Hamlet shit. Yeah. Like, these dudes are putting zero effort into these screenplays, and they've just busted out so many that eventually they're gonna get to ones where there's, like, little nuggets of potential. Yeah. And and this scene is is cut up once or twice with another shot of Steven Seagal just beating the, this dude over the head with a pipe. Um, yes. And so... Uh, I know it's not on purpose, um, but I don't know. That was that was the final thing for me. Where like I almost like perked up for a second. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna talk about something real," um, and I don't know why I thought that. I'm no, a fucking I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, there there's like there's some stuff in here that's interesting. Um, I I guess if there was a genuine madman who put a gun to my head and wanted me to say something positive about Flight of Fury, mm-hmm. the movie is technically about like these terrorists you know this vague terrorist group called black sunday that stole this plane but this bad guy is um he's not an american but he, yeah. he's a white man and i will i will straight up say this now i'm reading this from wikipedia and dylan i do not remember learning this from the movie right uh, i hope you do because if you don't this might just not be in the movie at all and then i really have nothing good to say about it uh-huh but according to, well, did, did they go into his origin? The bad guy, Peter Stone, did they go into his origin story in the movie from what you remember? I'm just saying it right now. We're in dangerous territory of me not knowing uh, what you're about to okay. say. This really might just not be in the movie then. But according to Wikipedia, his, um, he was, had a Muslim mother and a British father. And he lived in the Middle East. And his mom was killed by U.S. troops during Desert Storm. And that is what turned him against America. This rings no bells. <laughs> yeah, I really hope that's true. But I, yeah, uh... because then it's like, <laughs> like one surprisingly uh, just kind of a well, like not well-rounded character, but like <laughs> at least it's not just like some dude who's just a Middle Eastern guy that hates America. Is that because that's like what Stephen thinks is going on? Yeah, like it's they hate least... her way of life. Like, yeah well and it, it's it's like it would serve some purpose to the to the speech that that Ratcher mm-hmm. gives at the end of the movie because it is a kind of like i mean are we really the good guys type of thing but the movie's response is just like that's not the way it works come on that's not how it works you're a bad guy <laughs> yeah that's and why it, you think that because you're naughty okay and 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 when he says this he he like that's kind of the first exchange and then you know he gives another kind of like uh you know come on man none of this matters you know uh who, who's to say that, that you're the good guys and uh yannick's response is um fuck you um and that's that's the discourse that the movie gives us so yeah that's that's uh that's this fucking shit show of a movie. <laughs> that's that's Flight of Fury. I mean, like, there's a at that climax. There's a, another part I really liked in terms of just uh, the awful dialogue, where uh, Stephen and his 18 year old child bride and the their partner are all like planning their attack on the like um, the compound where they have the bombers, and there's two. And she's like, shit, there is an F-16 there too, Steven says. We can't fly them both out. Oh, no, wait, (laughs) I fucked up. Okay, reset. All right. She says, uh, 
there's another plane. So she says, we can't fly them both out. And Steven says, we don't care about the other plane. Janik's in that hangar right over there. And her response is, do you need him to fly the other plane? <laughs> and Steven says, I don't care about the other plane. <laughs> I just can't leave him behind. And she says, in other words, he's your friend. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I kind of, I mean, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I guess they, they do this thing where they are trying to make it like uh, like a buddy movie where like Steven and Janik are like a, mis- a mismatched pair that have to learn to work together. Yeah. Uh, when he's first introduced to, to Janik, he's like, you're making me work with this rookie. How old is this guy? Uh, and this man is like at least 35 years old. He is. He's so old looking. He is a, just an absolute grown ass man. And his response is like drinking age, sir. Yeah, and I could like I could not tell if this guy was actually supposed to be playing like someone who was like twenty two years old, or if uh, that was like sarcasm because he is clearly a fully grown adult man. Uh, but Steven's just like super pissed. He has to work with this little boy. God. Uh, but then they they spend like no time together in the movie. They actually shared like the screen for three minutes. Yeah. So there's of course like not no development there there's not a real relationship but like no shit although i i I really feel like some of these other movies would at the very least have given us one scene yeah like like one scene just the courtesy of one you know like even fucking uh into the sun gave us some shit where him and his partner they're like in that restaurant you know and they bond like Mm -hmm. like one scene where they talk (laughs) where they exchange anything, any sort of ideas, or a scene where he's like, wow, Steven, you know, you really are the best. <laughs> Even that. And so there's there's two more things that I would uh, care to mention about this movie before we get to how it ends. And you, know, you, 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 you already know how it ends. Um, the first one is when Barnes um, de- debriefs Steven when he tells him about what's going on with the plane and how it's missing and all that and he gives him the science and Steven says wow that's amazing mm-hmm. um, he does talk to him like he's speaking to like a, a, a child like yes. he, he looks he, he, he just like he animates a lot and he like looks him, <laughs> he looks him directly in the eye and I know he's supposed to look him in the eye but it's just kind of like the way he looks he like turns his head and it's like you're explaining like a new concept to like a like an elementary schooler or something like that like and uh, I don't know I, I just to me it was really funny the way that he, he describes what's going on to Steven well, Steven's response is just, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then the other that's thing amazing. is, how um, does it, how does the plane stay in the air? Wow. So you mean, you mean we can fly? Um, and so the other thing is, um, I, I hate Steven. And, and one yeah. of the, one of the things I hate, um, is like everything about him. And, and, mm-hmm. and one of the things that gets me in this movie is, is so Ratcher, that's his name, right? Fucking Ratcher, uh, finds him or they, 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 Yannick captures Ratcher for like a second and they bring him to Steven. And Wait, what? Yeah, this is right. Is that, is that what happens? Steven talks to Ratcher at one point towards the end of the movie. Oh, but you mean like at the very end? Like, yeah, yeah. At, at the, the very climax. end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've totally skipped way back ahead. No, that's fine. And, um, and it's just like this, it's just this one little thing Steven does that made me want to fucking, made me want to kill him. And, uh, <laughs> and, because this whole scene's so stupid, but Ratcher does some shit where he's like, 
he's like, yeah, I, I know more than you ever could or whatever. Like I, I could, I could teach you a thing or two, Steven, you know, like that type of shit. And Steven just responds with this little, mm-hmm. <laughs> and God, I just wanted to rip his fucking throat out. I just, oh, God, he, I hate he it so much. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Can you like, we're, we're going to take a minute. All right. Yeah. We're going to have a moment of silence on this podcast. Yeah. Where People we love take a that. Minute. Well, <laughs> the, the, the listeners are going to do it too. Yeah. Um, and it will be a short moment, but I want you to really think about how we are at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. And while that does mean that we are on a downward slope, yeah. we do essentially still have as many movies left to watch as we have watched like right now. <laughs> and I want you to just really think about that. Yeah. And, how much Steven that still is. <clears throat> so we're just going to take a minute and we're just going to really think about that. Yeah. Folks at home, we encourage you to do the same. Yeah. Shut your eyes. Meditate on that. Okay. How are you feeling? Not good. Yeah. I... <laughs> I cannot, this is, I mean, do you agree that this is the worst movie we've seen so far? I, I, I mean, what can I say in its defense? Like, I, I don't know. It feels maybe like less offensive to me than some of the other movies. Um, because it, it's so like bland and like nothing. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, I was saying that at the beginning, like it's, it's kind of hard to hold it against it because it's it, it you know like it is so nothing but it does have stuff that is actively offensive in it like actively offensive yeah and uh really uncomfortable and not even uncomfortable in like the ew i don't want to think about steven having sex way yeah. but in the in the real life steven's a monster way uh, yeah cuz like uh, i even not knowing the kind of backstory behind it. Yeah, I didn't know it, and and we talked. The word we kept using was how unbelievable it was, and that is word for word what I wrote. Like this scene is unbelievable. Yeah, um, I better than Ticker. Um, yeah, but Ticker's kind of special, you know. Uh, <laughs> Ticker being our our common thread here between uh, between Steven Seagal and and Blue well, Velvet, I know of course, with our with I'm, our friend Dennis Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely had on Ticker that I thought it was the worst, one of the worst movies I'd ever seen in general. Yeah. And I still kind of feel that way. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's more like in a The Room or Birdemic sense yep. of the worst movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And this is like uh, going to be like in the realm of a movie I can't think of the name of because I have of course forgotten it because it was so forgettable. I think, Um, yeah, I think in terms of reference points, like I think that this movie is if you took like the nothingness of the Patriot, um, with the like, uh, offensive, um, shittiness of glimmer man. And you put it into a movie that we can't remember the name of. Yeah, that 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 sounds about right. Especially if you're going to compare, like, you're going to add in the Glimmer Man, which is at one point my reference. Yeah. Um, long, long for those days. Yeah. The, the you, you take I the Glimmer do, Man any day over this. 
Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. The Glimmer Man has a fucking Steven Tobolowski. <laughs> yeah, the Glimmer Man has the uh the the credit card throat slashing scene where where Steven says he's a little country and he's a little rock and roll. Yeah, you you know what I would give right now for the Glimmer Man? <laughs> yeah. You know what I would give if I could wipe my memory of Flight of Fury and replace it with um I don't know. I guess the Glimmer Man too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, yeah, like, and, and even with the Glimmer Man, like the off the screen Stephen drama in that movie is just him like deciding he's not going to kill people on screen anymore. Yeah, like, that, it's and significantly that's like, better than what we have in this one. Well, yeah, that's like goofy. Like, I mean, it's like yeah. Stephen's an asshole, and nobody would like should work with him in that regard. But that's just like goofy yeah no it's funny like that's the kind of like steven off the field stuff that i enjoy talking about because it's it's funny and and bizarre and like it's the type of thing with with him where like if that were it if that's where if that's what he did if that's what he were known for um then like he would be a lot funnier you know yes Uh, absolutely unfortunately and and even if like even if he were just sinister in the sense that he like ran a puppy over with his with his tank like even <laughs> then it would be a lot easier to deal with than just like every other fucking movie we have to deal with like a fucking harassment charge yeah yeah it's just unreal um <sighs> hate him yeah and and that's the thing man is it's not like it's you know it's every movie. It's not like you can form any kind of a case in defense of him because it's just like every two or three years, if that, every two or three months, it seems like there's somebody, there's some woman on the set of one of these movies that can directly reflect upon an experience in which Steven Seagal has traumatized them. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I and like I think in the beginning of the show, I mean we were like obviously like Steven is a bad man and like we don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> like, no shit. Yeah. Who does? But like yeah, but like I didn't have like a genuine burning hatred in my heart. <laughs> like I would like I think when we started the show, if it had been like Steven has been arrested, I would be like, Good, that's where he belongs. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Now we throw on, a party. On with, I literally would though. I would literally, I think, cry from joy. I hate this man. <laughs> and and part of it, absolutely the movies, of course, I have now delved into his like history a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a lot more intimately familiar with the real world horrors that he has been involved. Yep. Uh more like connection with like uh names and faces and the movies where these things happened mm-hmm. um and i also just absolutely fucking hate his work and i absolutely hate him and i think that there are so many people that would absolutely fucking kill to be in flight of fury yes <laughs> and have a good time yeah. i think that there are going to be so many people out there that would love to do flight of fury steven can't even do his adr <laughs> He yeah he can't be fucking bothered, and it's like, man, I know we've mentioned it before, 
but and, and so I'll try to stop bringing it up so often. But I, I do want to give just one more shout out to how much I genuinely, on a very real level, love the room, and I love it because Tommy Wiseau loves it with all of his heart. And if you enjoy the movie and you go and you have a good time and you make fun of it because it, it's fine. He, I know, it seems like he's as fine with it as he's ever gonna be. That people go and make fun with make fun of his 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 baby, but he loves it and the neighbors was a fucking shit show but he i'm sure he loved the neighbors too um it was a lot harder to watch than the room but i'm sure that he loved the neighbors and for that reason alone i can at least respect it i will respect anything that somebody makes as long as they love it and i can tell that they love it absolutely birdemic um yep and then of course we've talked about the opposite side of that which is birdemic too absolutely um or like a fucked up like Nato, yep. which nobody loves Sharknado. <laughs> I don't know. I think that like it's. I guess it's just different because it's not like a really a so bad it's good kind of thing. Yeah, but like I, I do. I would definitely believe though that like people were like having a good time with that. that that's being true. Able to go over the top, you know. That's true, and I'm sure the but, people that made it had fun too. Like, and and again, like there's still there's something at least to be said for that. But like, it looks yeah. like nobody has fun making these movies. Well, this um, there's there's a part where they send in like some seals to Afghanistan that are supposed to meet Stephen, and and then they have landed and are just like two of us are already down. One dude's like limping and bleeding, and they're like running, and there's no gunfire. <laughs> There's no, like, signs of any sort of enemies. They're just, like, all of a sudden, it's like we lost a, a, a little bit of the movie. We lost part of the reel. And now it's just all of a sudden these dudes have been in a firefight. Yeah. And and I was, like, I literally had to go back and rewatch. I was, like, I really thought I was paying attention at this point. <laughs> but just, yeah, it's so lazy that they don't even bother to, like, try and show it. They may have just not had the money. Who knows? So they just throw it away with dialogue. Um the there's an action sequence here there is a firefight here but it is so fucking stupid and lazy that they don't even like really choreograph anything the whole fucking movie is so fucking lazy i mean even for steven there is i i i don't want to say that there's nobody trying here because like i that's probably not true yeah i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure a couple of people in this movie were trying I think that there were definitely were. It was, um, fuck. It's just the whole thing feels so lazy, and it almost makes it worse because those people who are trying, it's like disrespectful to them. Um, just another thing that's very incredibly disrespectful to Sierra Payton. Um, yeah. Like I, I just. Oh God. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie, and I hate Steven Seagal. Um so much and and if he were to go to prison or fucking die of coronavirus <laughs> i would i would feel like weight removed from my shoulders i would still have to do this show yeah that's true but, <laughs> but there'd there be no be, more addendums there'd be no more addendums but also there would just be like this sort of like f- finality to it <laughs> yep like uh, the evil is defeated like once we're done with this it's like it's over yeah he's we'll done climbed, we've climbed the mountain we've climbed everest i just god i really fucking hated this movie i hated it so much yeah truly uh, uh an unbelievably bad 
uh, piece of, of uh, cinema here. And um, absolutely pointless. Yeah. This movie said nothing. It meant nothing. Um, it was a, a waste of time and money. And, for everyone involved and yeah nobody nobody gained anything from this uh, so with that said I think it's time for our award winning segment unless James you've got anything left no. to say God, no. it's time for our award winning segment of IMDB trivia okay you're okay <laughs> are you brains here yes Okay. What, fair what, well, and that's why I asked if you had anything left. No, I really don't. I we we have to stop talking about because otherwise I'll just repeat we'll myself, ranting and raving and yeah. going absolutely insane. We'll go forever. Um, I, yeah. I, th- I think I think I think I felt the right time there. It was it was time to, to move. <laughs> it was time to move on. Oh, so, um, the end yeah. of, the end of the movie is uh, oh, Stephen yeah, okay. saves the day. He he kills. Uh, he saves the day. <laughs> yeah, he kills he, uh, Ra- uh, Ratcher. He kills Ratcher. It uh, is a scene of Steven being applauded, paraded, celebrated, and then the camera <laughs> pans to an American flag waving in the breeze and fades to black on the flag. Yep. Um, and I threw up all over myself. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Um, it's awful. Last week, our trivia for Attack Force was uh, Steven Seagal retroactively dedicated his performance in this film to the puppy he accidentally ran over in Arizona. Um, got approved still up there i did um spell arizona wrong (laughs) i did spell it arizonia and yet it still remains hell yeah um going into the flight of fury trivia nothing really super interesting talks more about the um similarities to the movie black thunder a number of the flight scenes were footage taken right from iron eagle from 1986 um yeah i noticed that those looks um stock or or yeah or (laughs) just uh from something other than what was going on in this movie no there absolutely were some like actual flight scenes here so there's no question that it was taken from somewhere else um some good examples of just stupid people doing uh imdb trivia this one's marked as a spoiler and it says at 820 the sergeant's trench coat is worn open and without grade insignia uh the general's jacket is not the proper a2 style the pilot's jacket is also not the correct a2 style (laughs) and is worn open the general should also be on the left side of the screen with the other two characters on the screen right so that the general is in the position of honor parentheses the right can you imagine watching this movie and and getting we'll, so mad yeah like getting just getting all riled up it's like i should be on the right side of the fucking screen <laughs> demanding my hospice nurse bring me my laptop so i could log a dive db trivia i yeah um and then another <laughs> boy we're really feeling it today huh <laughs> um yeah there's a, yeah this is an angry one yeah we're gonna we're gonna a little dark here the imdb trivia section well, so uh, they say when the two jets take off to Redacted, it's <laughs> it's two F-18 and two F-14. In flight, it's four F-16. Wow. And there's a, there's a different section on IMDb for goofs, which I guess is what that is technically, a goof. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, 
you've got to be a real you got you got to be <laughs> something you got to be a real something to be like you know we're, let's go yeah, into the goofs we never we never take a look at the goofs yeah let's do it we're going let's goof the goofs. let's you know what? and then let's goof off bro let's goof off the the rest of the trivia there's a lot about um sierra payton um <clears throat> which we'll have to get into <laughs> uh doing our trivia this week because uh that it feels a little weird with that one being there uh, but we'll get into that later because right now we're gonna have a little fun we're goofing off um i haven't read these yet so i actually don't know if any of them are good <laughs> um well we're here now yeah um here's here's one while flying in the SR-71 after refueling, the radar clearly shows that the plane has entered China, but they are told to fly in through North Korea and Vietnam. Vietnam is at the opposite of North Korea. <laughs> wow. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, an AK-47 can't be fired accurately in automatic fire with one hand. Well, unless you're Steven Seagal. Well, that's true. They didn't account for that. Yeah. Um, being briefed by the general over an open-air radio with enlisted personnel with an earshot, he informs the CAG later that it is a need-to-know mission. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, wow, this is like the cinema sense <laughs> of the Steven Seagal uh, universe. It is. I mean, that's what the like the goofs thing is. is it's pretty set of a sense core. Like, I, I literally um, despise Flight of Fury with my whole body, all my heart, mind, body, and soul. But even I think it's a little bit uh, overkill to log on IMDb and be like, aircraft are shown dropping one type of bomb or missile, but impact footage is of a completely different weapon. <laughs> yeah. God. We need to make another uh, podcast about how fucking stupid Cinema Sense is. Or just how stupid IMDb is. <laughs> well, we've already got one podcast about that. There is one other thing on here, and it is another piece of trivia that is absolutely 100% fake, potentially added by another Steven Seagal podcast. Oh. And it, I, the other one about chestnuts. <laughs> so good. I, really I, good. I aspire to that on a weekly basis. This one... I think added from the exact same people. This one says that, he, um, according to the interview, he said, my character's arc was the most satisfying journey I've taken as a full-bodied action hero in some time, where I've traditionally played guys who slap other guys about a bit and then throw them through some furniture or slap some guys and shoot others. And then, like, it's, you know, do this whole thing where it's like, haha, it's all the same bit. And then they say that Steven said, uh, but then I also get in a plane and drop bombs on others. So there's really... A, so really that's a lot of range and something new I can challenge myself with as a distraction to the frustration of my pants feeling tighter. Uh, which the first time I read thought it meant he was getting hard as a rock. But now <laughs> I realize I think it means because he's putting on weight. Um, yeah. But you know, even though this one's a little more on the nose, I still respect uh, these people. Whatever it is that they're doing. Okay. Wherever it is, why ever it is <laughs> that they have decided to do what they're doing. Uh, you know, salute to them. I, well, yeah, I disagree. Mm, interesting. <laughs> you think they're stealing our thunder? I think they're stealing our thunder. I don't like it. It makes me mad. What if we included um, the sight and sound article in our trivia this week? 
Okay. Now, I was going to say that I found out when I got so angry when I saw that. Uh-huh. That I think, I think that IMDb... So I think IMDb does not actually have, like, a panel <laughs> of people who, like, approve the, the trivia. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that when you go to add trivia, one of the options... Um, one option is to correct slash delete... I think that we could just go on and delete other IMDb trivia. (laughs) And I think that's just, like, how it's kept in line. Ooh. I think it's just, like, a Wild West, just being able to go on and put whatever you want, and then other people could come along and decide to delete it. I think that the stuff that's been deleted may have not been from some sort of shadowy IMDb, but just other random weirdos. From other Seagal heads. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to just delete <laughs> <laughs> their trivia as an act of supremacy. Well, I was... All right. So I think that that's a great idea. All right. So I'm doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to offer what came to my head. I think that yours might be better, but I want to, I want to give you both sides of the story. I want to give you what I thought. What I thought is that we could make our trivia this week. Stephen was once cited as saying in an interview with sight and sound that he's tired of other people using this article for their trivia and that we will start deleting any comments that have them from here on out. Okay. That was my idea. Just we as like whoever they decide to interpret that as. Okay. (laughs) So you mean like post it like a threat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just post it like Steven said it, but like it devolves into us clearly being the trivia makers that are mad about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We'll do that. All right. There's yeah. also a, a, there is also though an option to correct trivia. So we could correct <laughs> that piece of trivia and say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if one works better than the other though. I think that we should try them both. I think that we should try to correct it and then it's up to IMDb to because then like I don't know what that looks like. Like I don't know if Oh, it, like... so Yeah. So you want to correct theirs but then also just post it as its own trivia? If the correction doesn't work, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know how. Okay. Yeah. Let's see how quickly the correction goes through, I guess. Um, or like, so what, it, what going... does it look like when there's a, a correction? Does it really just like fucking wipe these dudes trivia out? Or does it's like put like another little comment underneath of it? Like yeah. pos- possible right. correction or something? Let's see. So what was it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> read it back to me. Um, Steven once said in an article for or for an interview for sight and sound that he was tired of people referencing this article and that uh whoever does in the future we will remove their comments or something like that that's like the the general idea all right steven Segal once said in an interview with sight and sound that he was tired of people using this interview <laughs> as a source for imdb trivia than any yeah. other Steven Seagal podcast that tries to do so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and any other Steven Seagal podcast that tries to do so will have their trivia immediately <laughs> erased. <laughs> this is fucking insane. This is the stupidest is shit mo- ever. <laughs> At this point, it's what we need to be doing. Yes, I agree. Oh. 
Wait, what? What happened? Oh, I have to change the item and then put my explanation. So I will put... Okay, so I think I am just deleting theirs. <laughs> and then I have to put an explanation. So under other, I'm going to say clarifying Steven's comments from the interview. <clears throat> what the fuck? <laughs> and we are going to submit these updates. And I guess we just track this contribution the same way we did the other ones. But yeah, it looks like basically I just erased <laughs> theirs and put up our new one. Insane. So I guess we will see what happens with that. Um, but I feel good about that because I didn't want to add anything too crazy there because it did yeah. <laughs> reference this like very, you know, you know. You know. Yeah. So, um, there's that. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to go on to a little segment that we like to call sentencing. Um, Flight of Fury. Suck shit. Awful. Evil. Awful, Steven evil, Seagal. terrible. The, the Steven Seagal Zoo, too good for him, I've decided. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put him in the Steven Seagal gulag. <laughs> put him in the fucking Steven Seagal ground. <laughs> Steven um, Seagal electric chair. Yeah. But for now, we're just going to have to sentence him. Um, in, unless that is that is your sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what? What's that? It's mine. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm giving Steven life. Yeah. I, I think I think I think he's earned it this week. I am I am so mad at <laughs> I am so mad at Flight of Fury. I'm mad at us. I'm kind of mad at you. I'm just mad, and I have to do something about it. I'm, I'm and I can't. I'm mad that we we keep do. getting pushed back on our on our plans to build the Steven Seagal Zoo. Well, um, we can. What if instead of like a zoo, it was the Steven Seagal Mausoleum? And you were throwing bricks at his corpse. Yeah, what if it were the Steven Seagal um, drawing and quartering? Okay. Um, but it was just a one-time event. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, we'd make less money on it, probably. Uh, unless we still go yeah, on Yeah, I think that would be a lot for some people. We could be direct to DVD. Oh, that would be fitting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be very karmic. It would be like a saw punishment. Yeah, or beheading. The Steven Seagal guillotine directed DVD. Yeah, I think this got really dark. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that like, maybe not everybody is like uh, as up for that so quickly as we are. So, hey, sorry. Um, and legally speaking, this is all uh, parody. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, yeah, um, we're playing characters. Yeah. Yeah. people who hate steven seagal it's ironic because um we are huge seagal heads all right look i'm gonna give steven seagal ten thousand years in prison um <laughs> it makes me laugh to say it but because it makes me feel good to say it uh ten thousand years maybe i think i think objectively actually a much wilder one than mine <laughs> 
It was just um, what came off the tongue. I was like, whatever I'm going to say is whatever I'm going to say. And that's what happened. Because we, we, we went just from four life sentences to five. So at this point, you know, adding on another life sentence, not a huge, huge step. <laughs> uh, but we have gone from Stephen's previous sentence, including the one life sentence he already deserved, which was four life sentences and then 3,053 years. <laughs> uh, I've, about, I, yeah. <clears throat> we have now sentenced Stephen to five life sentences and 13,000 at 53 years. Look, I'm I'm, uh, I'm just going to I'm going to say I'm going to ask it. Do you think it's too harsh? Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think no. I okay. All right. I, if all. I if I have the support of my fellow jurors, <laughs> I I Yeah. <laughs> it was just what came out, man. And um you know, I feel like I'm I'm chuckling a little bit, but it's a it's a bit of a it's a serious sentence. But I'm only chuckling again because I feel relief for a minute there. I got to envision Stan Seagal getting <laughs> getting sentenced to ten thousand years in jail, and wow, yeah, it would feel it would feel good. Um, well, so we also had a motherfucker. Yes, we did. We're gonna we count it. We're gonna count it as a full motherfucker. Uh, no half, okay. no half measures on this show. This is a full motherfucker. Well, I think that's really gonna do it. Um, yeah, I, I hated Flight of Fury so fucking much. Uh, next week we're gonna be doing Urban Justice. Bit of a special um, episode. Yeah, and that's gonna be very potentially uh, like just disastrous. Yeah. So if you're into that type of thing, uh, we will be outnumbered. We will by guests. So, in theory, a coup is possible. They would have a quorum and be able to um, pass some legislation that would change the, the course of this podcast forever. Yeah. We won't um, tell them that, but anything that they collectively agree that we have to do, we will do. Yeah, they may they might figure it out on their own, is my concern. Yeah. That they have the, the majority. Yeah. But um, Urban Justice is the first one that you saw, yeah. right? It is. Yeah. I guess like the second for me because mine was out for a kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to just get wacky and wild for Urban Justice. Um, yeah, we feel I, it's a how, movie. How, it's a movie that deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is in theory. It would be considered like the origin. Yeah. Of the, the movie for which uh, the past eight months of my life would be better off <laughs> if I had never seen. Yeah. Or if Dylan Jones had never seen at least. I, um, you know, was joking Mm-hmm. But uh, I I will admit that I joked about it a lot, so I can certainly understand why uh, it would seem to you. I will go to my grave not accepting that and believing that you were more serious than than you will admit. Um, yeah, I out mean, of shame, and I, I understand it. I understand why you would feel like bad about it. <laughs> serious as you were, but there's no point in you not because I know the truth. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of serious. I, I like I yeah, was I, I was and I wasn't. It's it's kind of hard to describe. It's like there will always be a part of me that anytime the idea of let's watch or listen to every one of something I will inherently be interested. Um it's something I just do a lot in my free time. I <laughs> I like just listening to and like ranking every 
album by artists that I like. And of course the key difference being, I like these bands and it's like things I enjoy, but I, I have always been like kind of a completionist in that sense. I love doing that type of shit and just like knowing all the ins and outs of somebody's, you know, artistic output. And for some reason, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, it'd be funny if we did it for Steven Seagal. It was, <laughs> it was not funny. Yeah. The, the critics are in. It was not funny. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's going to do it for Steven Destroy this week. Yeah. Um, f- fucking. Oh, God. Just take. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Take me out. Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? Starting to get scared. Starting to get scared. Get the fuck out of here. We have a problem. Steven started ad-libbing. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker.